A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Resistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. They will give you 10% off your legal fees if you go through us. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello. Michael Normanton is with me. Hello. And so is Daniel Chapman, Moscow White. Hello. So this is our new spin-off podcast where we find out what's being said about Leeds United, both by you and by opposition fans and sometimes journalists and pundits too, because they're generally interesting. We will take a look, first of all, at what we got right wrong or otherwise on the match ball, our TSB Plus subscribers sent us their feedback on the feedback form that we give them sometimes when Moscow remembers to send it. Um, this is the stuff that they picked out from the Spurs victory. Loads of them this week. The biggest reaction ever. You set of glory supporting, but no. <laughs> Thank you for your messages. <laughs> the absolute scorn you have for our audience. When we lost to Brighton, where were you then? <laughs> Uh, yeah, loads of themes coming in. One of the big ones was uh, the starting point, the, the team selection and redemption from last week. And Andrew made a very good comment when he said he liked how Bielsa chose not to replace a single member of the team from last week's side, despite or because of their poor performance that presumably talked about what went wrong. And then he gave them a chance to put it right immediately. Real trust and mentorship, unlike the stuff that goes on in this studio. We try and tear each other down at every, every step of the way, don't we? Absolutely. But not Bielsa. He presumably said... I'll keep playing you until you're good. And if, if everyone else gets very angry with you, well, not my fault, is it? No, I think, um, I mean, he, he got a bit of slack because I think Rafinha and Phillips are coming back from injuries and maybe people said, well, they're not, they're not completely fit. So maybe he's right to not put them back in the team. But there was a bit of, um, a bit of uneasiness, particularly around, I guess, Alioski, who'd been, who had his worst game of the season the week before and then came back and did this. Yeah, Declan, Ryan, Dave and Paul all picked out the, uh, the team selection redemption angle. Nice words from uh, from Declan, who I think is enjoying himself at the minute. He said, what a difference from Brighton. What a team. What a coach. What a season. Please, can we have some more? Well, Declan, if you're familiar with the uh, the football season system, they do it again in August. Ah, but with different people, though, don't they? Are you saying that Marcelo's leaving? No, I'm saying Sheffield United have been relegated. There was um, an element of uh, Wilkinsonism about this that was relevant, because I wrote about our 5-0 win over Spurs in 1992, uh, just before this game. And that's in uh, 92, followed a 4-1 defeat away at Middlesbrough. And Howard Wilkinson did exactly the same thing, just stuck the same, the same team out three days later. Um, and he said at Middlesbrough that he, um, if he knew why performances like the one that turned in at, at Middlesbrough happened, he could do something about it. <laughs> yeah, But he didn't. He said... He'd said he'd had a feeling before the game that something wasn't right, 
maybe it was something they ate. And so he might as well just stick the same team out on Tuesday night and let them sort it out. Because there, there was really no reason for what happened at Brighton. Pat Bamford did say on um, his podcast that maybe they would just, he didn't go as far as burnout, but just to put so much effort into the games beforehand, they didn't realise what it had taken out of them until they got to Brighton and there was just, there wasn't much left. He said that when he was substituted off and he looked at the pitch, he didn't really recognise them. He, he thought these lads looked knackered. So just getting that out of the system and starting again against Spurs was probably all that was needed. We didn't need to immediately sell matches click, never let him darken our door again. For example, Jaggy Harrison, I think we're going to sign him from Manchester City after all. Click was getting quite a lot of praise in the comments, actually. And it's something we, I think we did mention it, but we didn't maybe single him out for his return, did we? But lots of people saying um, it was good to be back and uh, Mule and a few others pointing out as well that it was good to get his, his shithousery ways back as well. He, yeah. was, he was quite nicely on the mind. You, you, know, you know he's got his mojo back when he's doing stuff to people. Paul actually, on the redemption angle, asks, was it our best performance at Ellen Road this season? Can't think of any better. He said, honestly, I think pretty much anybody could have been named man of the match and he'd have been fine with it. And a nice sign-off line is, cheers leads, son's crying. Very clever. I think that was the thing that came through in the, the comments as well, that normally when, when I do this, I kind of break them into categories and there's one or two players mentioned. Pretty much everyone is mm. getting a mention in this one. Well, it's probably symbolic of what happened. Jimbo said work ethic and team play outshone individual stars and that was the difference between Leeds and Spurs. The only person who came in for any criticism at all really was uh, Tyler Roberts. So over to Moscow to tell us why he actually played really well. Ah, sick of it. Shut up. I can't even be bothered going through it again. <laughs> I mean, he was, yeah, He the last two touches he had were awful, but in between them both, there was a simple pass to Bamford that he booted out for a throw-in. It's kind of everybody makes mistakes, not everybody gets sold immediately for them. John Crossland did come to your defence, actually, saying he watched highlights of the Liverpool game and he thinks Mo Salah has a touch of the Tyler Roberts. He just delays a second or two long and the block or challenge comes in. I expect the special keyboard warriors are saying that Salah is shit. I mean, you kind of saw it on the, the first goal where he had the chance to cross and you think he whip it in first time and he didn't, but there is a plan B in Bielsa's attacking play where he, you just take it over to the other side of the pitch again and it's fine so it kind of he still made it through that and yeah you'd love him to be a little bit more confident in those situations and do everything a little bit faster but you don't know if that's going to something that he'll never be able to do or something that he might be able to do or whatever and really does it matter and it's true of Alioski it was true of Costa before um, Wambasaka broke his back that the players that we kind of don't rate to the maximum in this squad have seen us through a period of games where we've seen off all the so-called top six teams in the Premier League. We've been unbeaten for however many long apart from the Brighton game. This is our best team performance of the season without Calvin Phillips, without Rafinha. And so the idea that, you know, the players who've, who've had this, but it's not just Roberts, but Click is no good, not good enough for the Premier League. Alioski is not good enough for the Premier League. Helder Costa can't compete at this level. Rodrigo, should we just send him straight back to Spain? They can beat Spurs 3-1. The question is how often they can do it and how consistently they can do it. But none of them are out of their depth at this level. It is fine. The question of Salah is an interesting one because they did a bit of analysis on him over the weekend and match of the day and he's making bad decisions at the minute, taking a second too long, looking a bit ponderous because you get the impression that Salah's quite fundamentally quite a greedy player. I don't know if you get that impression. Obviously, he's one of the world's best. I'm not in any way trying to trash him, but... He's quite selfish because that's why he scores so many goals. And he seemed to be 
leaning into that too much over the weekend when you saw the, the highlights that they went through on match of the day? Do you see any of it? Where he's, he's just sort of snatching at shots and maybe picking the wrong option, stuff like that. It happens to everyone is what I'm saying. I didn't see match of the day in fairness. I guess, I guess it can go one of two ways with strikers when they're not playing particularly well is that they try and shoot every single time or they try and always pass it because they don't want to be missing another chance. So it's I think sometimes last season... Bamford was the other side of that in that he would he would not want to just go for goal and stuff because he'd be thinking, well, if I miss again, people are going to criticise me. So he'd, he'd maybe try and take another touch and pass it or something. But as a, this year, he's got a bit more of a ruthless edge to him. And yeah. Mo Salah is a, an interesting example because if you remember him at Chelsea, he well, was awful. Don't. I don't, well, exactly. Yeah. And then it took a while to find his feet before coming back to Liverpool and suddenly he's one of the best. Not suddenly, he became one of the best players in the world. And it's only when you read sometimes the uh, coverage of Leeds from outside Leeds supporters, where you're reading in national newspapers that they're making the point that hardly any of our players have played top-level football before this season. These are literally, I know we talk about Tyler Roberts, it feels like he's been around for ages, but these are his first few games in the Premier League. And, you know, if he's no better than Mo Salah was at Chelsea, then there is still hope and there is no reason to. Yeah. To be harsh on his every touch. I get bored talking about him. I think that's why I get annoyed about it, is because I just don't feel like it needs discussing. He's some one three one. Yeah, and he's some years off his peak, given the given the time to mature, and um he's probably fine. We won three one and he made the pass to the wings for both goals. Tell you what, this is getting all a bit heavy and serious, isn't it? Let's trash Spurs. Um Andrew Larkin wanted us to lay into Spurs and refused to acknowledge that this marvellous display was a win against one of the big six because Spurs are perennial underachievers and always will be. Yeah. And they've just delayed that you know that loan that they got. It was a government backed loan, wasn't it? Um during the pandemic. 175 million quid, I think they took. Um I gather they've delayed a loan, a uh, repayment on that loan by another year or something like that. Hopefully they're skint. I mean, they don't look like a big six team because they have schoolboy in charge. A proper, well-run football club does not end up with a 29-year-old kid standing on the sidelines watching. I loved, um, I mean, he was moaning on and on about that offside decision, which I do have some sympathy for, but I mean, you know, don't go on about it. But then he was asked about the build-up, what went wrong in the build-up to Leeds' two goals. He said, oh, can't really remember what happened. <laughs> Inspirational, great, Ryan. Yeah, that's the great um, analysis that uh, that Spurs have got leading them on their unsuccessful march to the Champions League. Presumably, this is the, the same Ryan Mason who's got loads of uh, I know you know footage of him on uh, on YouTube doing seminars, uh, football conferences around the world, being translated in many languages. Oh no, sorry, that's the other guy on the other bench, isn't it? Sorry, I'm I mean, confusing him. You've got to start somewhere, but not there. Um, hey, Benny Lux has been in touch. You'll be pleased with that, Moscow. Benny Lux says, um, if the internet's to be believed, Strauk marked Kane out of the, uh, out of the game while earning £192,000 a week less. Uh, the differential for Alioski and Bale's about £285,000. <laughs> Value for money from the squad with the second lowest salary outlay in the division. Brilliant. And it we're great. <laughs> it, was, it was very satisfying because you did look at that on paper and you thought, we're going to be overrun here. There's going to be constant problems. And... I mean, they had the chances, didn't they? There was the one that Son obviously put away. There was the came on, which essentially was on side, wasn't it? Yes. And there was the one time Bale wandered past Alioski like he was a child. But other than that, it was absolutely fine. Do you know what I like overall about this? I think all these things tap into a common theme, and that's Spurs on their day symbolise everything that's wrong with the Premier League. The monstrous wages, the individuals in a side that's just not coherent and not all pulling in the same direction. And we're just the opposite end of that scale at the minute. And it's dead nice. Look, I, just, I just want it to be like this forever. Look at the third goal as an example of it. 
we're already winning that game. We get the ball back. We've got people bombing forward trying to score a third. Spurs cannot be asked to get back. There's it's um, Alderweireld on the halfway line. He's the first. He's trying to play offside trap. He puts his hand up and he's more or less stays stood there because he can't be bothered to then go. Oh well, he's not offside. I'll chase. And Dombele's running back from midfield. He's only been on the pitch five minutes. He can't be asked. He could probably have actually cut out the cross if he'd run or, the whole Aurier's time. Aurier's still smarting from when he got smashed in the face by Clay. Oh, it was, it was terrible. And the left back, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's on the far side of the pitch just jogging back. It's completely ridiculous, the, the difference in energy levels and how bothered we are, given we had nothing to play for in that game. We, we're basically fighting to finish eighth is about as much as we can probably hope for. Spurs are meant to be in the... Cha- need, they need that Champions League money. They skin. They're fucked. Everyone's going to leave as soon as they don't. But instead, they're just like, yeah, might as well lose 3-1 as 2-1. What difference does it make? It's when something's broken. They're still, what are they, knocking about 6th, 7th, something like that, and they're broken. And when they were good was because they had Pochettino in charge and he had that bunch of individuals playing like a team and he got them to a Champions League final. And you could see when he was um, watching Paris Saint-Germain imploding against Manchester City in the... Champions League the other week, he was looking at those players with such disdain, disappointment, hatred of just, ah, oh, when they just started fouling everybody and trying to get themselves sent off. It was, it was, like, quite, I, it was quite fun that, I enjoyed it. it. Oh, it was fun, but you, the camera kept looking to Pochettino and you could see him just going like, why am I working with a bunch of absolute <laughs> idiots? And it's kind of, he had Spurs doing very well with this kind of setup they've got, whether they have got, you know, Kane and Son are incredible. And they would be able to get the ball to them, get the best out of Deli Ali, who, you know, the two, Robin Cock played really well, but the two times he gave Deli Ali half a second, he set up goals, which, you know, says something about what he does have in his locker. And the point there is obviously Pochettino learned all this from Marcelo Bielsa. Correct. Yes. So it's really everything that Spurs have ever done that's good was thanks to Leeds. And Deli Ali was picked out by a number of people in the feedback Richie, Rick, and Ken. All like, like we were, there was kind of that like, that moment where you went, oh, because he's been away on his Mourinho gap year. You don't realise how long he's been away because he's been away, he's grown his hair. He's maybe done so, I don't know, he's been on the beaches of Laos or something like that, just finding himself. My other theory is that he's got a, a Jovino-style receding hairline, so he's worn that fat band around the front to just to just try and disguise it so he can get the hair transplant sorted in the summer. But um, yeah, it was it was quite alarming because he was always quite a geeky looking lad, wasn't he, Deli Ali? That was the th- his thing, he was really good at football. Has, has, but he, beefed was, up? has he beefed up as well? I'm not sure. Maybe that's part of his his gap here that he's maybe just put a bit of timber on. I'm not sure, but he... well, that's what Rick Hall was saying. Sorry, Rick says has he been under the care of Rob Price because that's not his body and not his body parts. It looks like he's been moonlighting down at Spurs. Quite possibly. I mean, he still looked quite a decent player to be honest. So. Oh, a very good player. Yeah, just the, the the Captain Jack Sparrow vibes were were fun, weren't they as well? well that was it. I mean, Robin Cork kind of he got a lot of praise over the weekend and did look very comfortable in place of Calvin Phillips, but it was telling that. The first goal was kind of very confusing. I put most of the credit on that with uh, Son for the way he just held back. He realised that the markers had kind of been missed. And so he just stood off and didn't let to, he didn't go near enough to Cock for Cock to be able to go like, right, I'll get on him. He just waited until he saw the gap between him and Alioski. And then was like, Whoosh. the other one, I think Cock just turned his back for like a second and Ali was off into space on the wing. So there were kind of two little errors from Robin but that was seized upon by a very good player but then the development of Cork in that position from Brighton to this to if he carries on there is yeah, very promising being switched on in the concentration as you said it will come in time even Cork who's played in the top division in Germany it's a new league it's a new country it's new teammates a new system they're all going to just be 
learning it game by game. The defence actually was picked out by a number of people, uh, Adam, Daniel, and uh, I think it's Diego Llorente's agent, actually, who said this. And uh, we're under attack here, lads, so prepare to defend yourselves. Says, I feel like Llorente's contribution is very underplayed. You guys keep referring to mad moments. Huh? He's made about two mistakes since he came back from injury. It's like the commentators. Llorente will Cruyff turn away from an attacker and then play the pass of the match. And the commentators don't even mention it. We need to start giving this guy unadulterated worship. Before he came into the team, we were, we were conceding a ridiculous amount of goals and he's the reason our defence has improved. I think you're misunderstanding why we're calling them mad moments. We're not criticising them. We're just observing that they're mad. Like the Cruyff turns on the edge of your box. You go, oh, and you, sharp, you do a sharp intake of breath. But then he does the pass of the match and it's so worthwhile. It's the level of risk involved that we kind of call mad. Not, we're not criticising the actual move itself. It's unusual to see a defender doing it, is why it seems mad, but yeah. But it's fun. I'm all for it. Yeah. I just put all the, the madness to me is uh, summed up in him shooting from halfway. <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking of when I think of his madness. But he is uh, he is superb at the back. There was a couple of um, just interceptions on uh, Saturday that are just so calm and cool. They remind you of um, good defenders. Uh, you have to say Rio Ferdinand in, in these instances but probably I don't know who, who it's easier to compare him to whether it's easier to compare him to Rio Ferdinand for his effortlessness or Ben White who looked a lot like Rio Ferdinand I don't know which one is kind of more annoying in yeah. retrospect <laughs> at the moment Ben White's so, so much nearer in the memory but but just is such a, a little fool in a Brighton kit let's say he looks like himself Urente, what I like. Well, about actually, he looks like Pat Bamford, doesn't he? Well, he does. What I like about him is he looks inscrutable as well. You can never really tell what he's thinking, but the madness lurks in his eyes. He's got a twinkle. The corner of his mouth turns up. He's got a smile, a knowing smile, thinking, I'm just going to do something a bit mental now. That's it. It's never expecting a mistake. I don't expect him to make any mistakes. It's never knowing when he's going to shoot or do a Rabona and probably do better than um, Eric Lamella. On to some random stuff that was picked out. Joe had an issue with uh, with clothing. Yeah, the, the wearing of gloves. I know it is May, but it is bloody cold. Yeah, to be fair. No, come on, Michael. You, you're <laughs> always was... cold, though. You've you've got the um, you've got the sort of the blood temperature of a of a pensioner. I remember like going to my nan's house in the middle of summer, and she'd have the heat. It's only on twenty five. I don't know what the problem is. You know, like you're opening the windows, trying to breathe in there. You are a little bit like that because you always um, try and warm this place up beyond what is sensible. And then I go on holiday, and it, if it gets above about twenty three, I melt. So yeah. I've got quite a sweet spot in the middle somewhere. I think I like to be. I just like to be well wrapped up. It but, was chucking it down as well. I mean, I wouldn't have liked to be oh, out wet hands. playing football. What can I do with wet well, hands? Who wants wet hands? Nobody wants wet hands. But if you wear a woolen glove, it's just going to absorb water and weigh you down. You'll be dragging your hands around on the floor, won't I'd you? Seeing they've got some kind of like they don't wear mittens. <laughs> They'll have some kind of waterproof <laughs> Wearing mittens with a string up the sleeves yeah, so they don't lose them. Trying, it was one new way of avoiding handball in the penalty area is you have your mittens with a bit of cotton holding them together. <laughs> uh, but he says, yes, I don't want to sound like a cliched Richard Keys, but it does need to be um, I mean, imagine Richard Keys' hands going in water. With the, they'd be weighed down with all that. Richard, take your gloves off. What, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> he could actually Velcro gloves on, couldn't he? Could Richard, and they'd never come off again. He said, um, did Joe, how can Bale, Roberts and at least five more outfield players, oh sorry, he's picked on Roberts again, Moscow, sorry, five more outfield players be wearing gloves and long sleeve shirts in May. Then you have Dallas and Harrison in short sleeve t-shirts only. And Rodrigo, to be fair to him, came on, no base layer and he had short sleeves on. But he says, it makes no sense. He says, the worst was Regulon. He went short sleeves and gloves. Are you cold or are you not? Make your mind up. Not only should gloves be banned after March, each team should be uniformed. Very important discussion. That's a fair point. Skins. Shirts v skins? For Burnley, maybe, because that's what Dyche had. If Pat Bamford was wearing no shirt against Burnley, I think it'd, 
it changed Deitch's opinion of him, maybe. I was going to go the other way. Big, heavy woolen jumpers, long knickerbockers, long stockings. Get them kitted out like it's 1899 again. In, in suit jackets. They used to wear like suit jackets, didn't they? Absolutely. That would be superb. And then finally, something that's going to tap completely into your um, pensioner's mindset, uh, Michael. Jimbo asks, why? Even though we're playing like that, am I still filled with fear and angst? He can't remove the leadsiness from his psyche. Trusts Marcelo Bielsa, but why it's still lurking in his mind like poltergeist, occasionally knocking over any positive feelings he can't explain. Can you? I mean, even I'm kind of all right at the moment. Just about. Obviously, when next season starts, I'll be fearful again. And if Bielsa leaves, I'll instantly think we're heading straight back to League One. But I think Jim, he's actually called Jim O, but he, I think we referred to him as Jimbo once and I've stuck with it then, so just to uh, just upset him. Um, I think he needs to calm down and that's coming from me. Everything's fine, isn't it? There's nothing to worry about. I mean, we're speaking the morning after Fulham's relegation was confirmed by Burnley, who the statisticians <laughs> tell me or they tweet that Burnley have scored more goals at Craven Cottage in 2021 than Fulham Football Club. And they only won 2-0, didn't they? So, and that's the team we were worried about. You know, we're, we're anxious that uh, Fulham might catch us. We've been fine since September in the Premier League. So we should um, enjoy the next three games, which hopefully are just going to be a whipping tour. And 36 points would have been enough to keep us up. That's fact now. And we've got... I think and, actually 28 points would probably have been enough to keep us up given how absolutely torrid well, well, the bottom three is. Yeah, the total is likely to drop between now and the end of the season because you can't imagine that Fulham will win three on the bounce. However, 36 would have been enough to keep us up and we passed that mark when we beat Newcastle in January. We could end up with 59. 59 Premier League points. Go down in the second season though. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That was us and your feedback on what we had to say. What about the Spurs fans and the wider world of propaganda? Expressions oozing. This was one that loads of people sent to us and and picked out. 
we do have a little bit of beef with this, don't we? In that a lot of it feels performative. It feels like he's seen the hits Arsenal fan TV get and just gone, yeah, I'll do that. And it's kind of working for him. I think about 130,000 people have watched this video, so mm, fair enough, I suppose. Yeah, but why don't you tell your friends to listen to this and then we can get those numbers and we can probably retire like that twat does for shouting on the internet. Well, that's it, but we don't film ourselves screaming at a TV. And I always, um, I mean, every club's got these now the, and the, basically the videos are all identical. They just change the shirts and the, the room. But I always try to picture the, the camera being switched off and the, the calm switch to just put, popping in that the microwave meal while you photoshop your face onto the the thumbnails for youtube Ooh, I'm, I'm, i look like i'm screaming on that one i think i'll that'll get me some hits i did quite like his pronunciation of the leeds team though if this was acting it was very good leeds now in goal they got messilia blood right back they got ailing center back they got lorente next to him they got strujic on the left they got aloiski uh, right, that sounds like a that sounds like a beverage fan. Uh, in the middle, they got Koch. On the right, they got Dallas. Then they got Klitsch, Roberts, Harrison, and Bamford up top. Blood Bamford is the only one I know. Blood, I swear down, I'm not even gonna lie to you, innit? That does reveal his hand somewhat, doesn't it? That he's not probably not even a, even a football fan. He just likes those hits, and he likes the words. And a few people did uh, bring up my mispronunciation of. <laughs> Of of the word mispronunciation. Of most words. Of most words. So I have, uh, it was, um, how is it? Son? It's supposed to be son rather than son. Son, Son, like he was uh, the opposite of a daughter. Ah, kid. Mm. So I I feel that. But the, um, yeah, the goal reactions. What's interesting about his goal reactions is they're very much of the genre. They're all kind of like this. But just occasionally, real feelings do slip through and you think, that's the reality. Stick with that. That for fuck's sake. Yeah. That hit. There was a lot of that. Repeating the same thing over and over again. Repeating yeah. the same thing over and over again. Repeating the same. Sorry, go on. Just before he get the, the for fuck's sake is real though. We've isolated it. You can hear the pain. For fuck's sake. That's, you know, I know that feeling. But then after that, yeah, that doesn't get the hits if you just do that. So. It's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah, as before, there's a lot of repeating the same thing over and over again. He's a got lot the of theme. Repeat. Shall I do the joke again? No. 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 There's more of it. He's not done yet, is he? I know. This is what I, what I thought when I was watching him. I thought, it's quite funny. It's not so funny anymore. All right, you've worn the joke a bit thin. And, you know, we would never flog the same joke for hours and hours, have months, got, years uh, on end. Have we got a Steve Nicol clip here? If only he was screaming, with the ball, without ball, with ball, without ball. Instead, it's... It's too easy. It's too easy. Still going, isn't he? You could go. You could go away, make a cup of tea, come back, chat about books you've read lately, what's been on telly, tune back into him on YouTube. It's too easy, Eric Dyer. You fucking ah! <laughs> I think he might be done now. I think that's his lot. So he certainly does ooze expression. A limited number of expressions, but ooze them he does. Should we move on to We Are Tottenham TV? You've probably seen these lads before. These, uh, I think, they're brothers that do this one. Um, and they're they're doing a watch along on this. Is it the craze? <laughs> they don't seem very threatening. These lads, <laughs> they look like a, a pair of lovely soft boys. Is, is it the Mitchells? Do they love their mums? Um, they don't seem like love your mums type cockneys. They just seem more. They seem like quite well educated like young men. I thought it was the law that if you are a cockney and you have a brother, that you have to do bank heists. 
I mean, maybe they do in, in their spare time, but this is them. This is the build-up to and reaction to our third goal. Um, and it's a, a lovely mixture of being annoyed, pretending you're pleased, pretending you're annoyed, pretending you're pleased, and then they, eventually they have, to, um, they have to conclude that we do deserve it. It's that fucking going into the 83rd minute. We have not shown one bit of urgency pretty much the whole game. This is embarrassing. Oh, this is embarrassing. They're just playing around us like we're fucking Burnley. Here's Lucas. Come on, a bit of energy by Lucas. Here we go. Oh, poor pass. So poor. Great dribble, but then there's no quality at the end of it from Lucas. Alioski. Roberts. I mean, uh, Roberts is off. Fucking click. Here's Rafinha. He's one on one. Here we go. This is going to be finishing it. Rafinha, it's a goal. 3-1, and that puts to bed any hopes because we're shit, we're bottlers, we're fucking rubbish. I'm happy they score because it doesn't because we don't deserve fucking anything from this idiots, game. It's the whole it's lot of them. Bullshit, absolute bullshit. Crap. Yeah, I'm glad you've left me and, and taken the kids because I'm happy. I'll be miles better off without you. I take back my um, speculation about them being criminal masterminds. It sounded more like they were sending back a disappointing avocado salad in a, um, a coffee shop. Now, Steve Nicholl is a perennial favourite on this show, his dour view of the world. And when we say dour, if you've not experienced it yet, do go back and listen to some previous propagandas because he's probably the most miserable man in the world. Or is he? I lead the DOS at Spur. I think he normally does longer videos than this, but he was, he was very keen to point out he basically couldn't be bothered anymore because of what's the point of anything. We've just been left with dross, dross and more dross. Um, so, yeah, really appalling. Um, fed up, not happy, don't want to watch it no more, want the season to end, want Daniel Levy to either put his hand in his pocket and really make a statement or disappear up his own anus because he's just giving me the right ump now. So that's it. I'm uh, no more, no long um, debate video about, you know, how we played or player ratings or anything like that because I just don't think it's worth it. I, I think the team's done and dusted. Uh, and, you know, oh, I'm lost for words with it. I've give up now. I, I just want it all to end. Well, there's a happy man. Just for the record, at the time of recording, Spurs are seventh in the table, by the way. Oh, just... Dross, Harry Kane. Andros. <laughs> yes. Andros, Townsend, Son, Hugo Lloris, Gareth Bale, Deli Ali, Dross. You know, there's a word that they use, um, Spursy. It's all very Spursy, isn't it? Well, this is it. You should know. I mean, I've not followed... Tottenham closely in my time on this earth, but even I know, no matter how good players Tottenham Hotspur have, there's a ceiling there that means they'll win the cup every 10 years, the FA Cup, usually when the year ends in one, not this time. And that's it. They can't hope for better. They had Hoddle and Waddle and won now. I wanted us maybe to get into that Europa Conference League thing, because I think it might be fun for us to win the inaugural one. I might get more joy if they're forced to go in it instead of the Champions League. Have we had any news? I know you're just checking the table. Then is there any news on their chairman's anus? Has it ingested him yet? I believe. Yeah, he's actually disappeared up it. <laughs> the yeah. full, all of him, or just clambered a- inside himself, and then um, the universe kind of went pop and just disappeared. Oh, that's that's good news for Lee, at least. Who's Matt Hayes, and why has he got a blog? Yeah, Matt Hayes' blog on YouTube. I don't know which one Matt Hayes is, but it's not this guy. This is a guy who was a guest on his show, going by the name of the Irish Hotspur. I was saying in the match ball, I wasn't really sure what Eric Dyer was for. And I think I might have said he was a bit of a, a joke and I was unsure I'd ever seen him play well. Mm. And I thought I was quite harsh on him, but then I heard this bloke. 
look, no. let's just be real about Dyer, right? He's an overgrown baby. He's just a big man child, right? He's always waiting for things. He's not proactive about anything. And he's just useless. Let, let, let's just cut the crap now. Let's be honest about these guys. You know, he's just an overgrown man child. That's Come what on he is. He can't do that. And he can't even defend. Get him out of my team. Get him out of my club. Someone's Honestly, if he doesn't get fined a week's wages for the, for, for the two goals he's cost us today, well, then this club is dead. F student in school, right? Just doesn't understand. We're talking to a brick wall, right? Nothing goes in. Just complete concrete brickhead. Overpaid, too much time on their hands, and not enough actions or not enough things on the on the field. Over over um, egoed athletes is what we have at this club. Eric Dyer sums up exactly the problems at this club. When was the last time footballers were actually fined for making a mistake in a football match? <laughs> Everybody always says if he doesn't get fined a week's wages for that, he should give his money back to the fans. When has that ever actually I happened? Think ever when we played Football Manager, probably. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't find someone just for not being great. No. I think you have to have like turned up late or you know committed an actual breach of your contract. You've gone out there and done your job, but just to let you know, you will be forfeiting this week's wages because I'm not happy enough. And if you don't get fined, then the club is done, apparently. <laughs> but it's not just Eric Dyer that he hates. He hates pretty much all of them. Like We sat Jose to have Ryan Mason. Ryan Mason. right? At least wait till the end of the season. At least wait to the end of the season. And this is what I've been trying to tell people all season long. The manager's not the problem here. Even on the Pochettino, manager's not the problem. Even right now, look, Ryan Mason, he's not the problem. problem is these players. They're shit. They're just dog shit. These Cockney accents, bloody hell. So difficult, aren't they? Ryan Mason. You Poor Ryan Mason. Have you, have you just done a racism again, Michael? <laughs> No, that's how he says it. That's how he says it. But yeah, I think of Paul Ryan, Ryan Mason listening to that and going, I'm not. I'm trying my best. Not that bad, am I? <laughs> you are. Yeah, absolutely all of them are shit. Did you know Eric Dyer is an app developer? I did not. The same one? Yeah, because I was intrigued when that fellow was slagging off his um, Instagram to see what was on there. And it's all quite benign, just shots of him kind of training and in matches. But then there's some um, photos of him with his uh, his development team for his, his iPhone app, Spotless, which um, seems to be a way of... Uh, Curing acne? It's a solution to our collective dining malaise. I didn't know. It's a so I didn't know I had one. It's a social recommendations is, app. Is dining malaise, you know, when you've had your Christmas dinner and you're absolutely fucked because you've eaten about 4,000 calories in half an hour. Is that what that is? It is a social recommendations app that shows you user-generated endorsements on everything from restaurants to hotels, clothes shops to parks. Instead of being oh, told... Well, you've, very, you've invented TripAdvisor, Eric. Ah, <laughs> but TripAdvisor is totally public and instead of being told whether somewhere is worth your time by a faceless stranger spotless brings you recommendations from the voices that matter most those of your friends families and people whose opinion you respect ah. obviously so you've invented, the, uh, you've invented facebook reviews the irish um hotspur isn't going to oh no uh, i forget you don't respect anyone on facebook do you? respect the opinions of um eric dyer growing up in portugal i was always someone people would message when they went there asking where we should go to eat or which beaches we, we should visit Dyer explains, I ended up with this list in my notes app on my phone that I would just send out to people. But he's turned it into an app alongside his brother Patrick and their longtime friend Zoe. So that's nice, isn't it? Mm. That's I much mean, better than playing football. I mean, you're wondering what Eric Dyer is for. I know they get loads of money. Go and do they, this. Loads of money and they need hobbies and stuff to fill their time. If it's keeping him happy, if it's keeping him happy, then fine. Let him do it. Waste of time, though, just so you know, Eric. Right. Back to uh, Matt Hayes. 
uh, or not Matt Hayes. What are they talking about here? I've not heard this clip yet. He gets lost, essentially, is what happens here. And I think by the end of it, he's probably wishing he'd not started. Oh, take my jersey. Take that jersey off. Take it off. If you're not going to wear it with pride, with passion, and with the will to win, take it off. You do not deserve to have that crest on your chest. And so much of us fans, we wear it with so much pride, so much passion, so much heart. And they go and shit on it. They may as well just brought the jersey out to the centre circle and took a right big royal dump on the crest. Because that's yeah. how much they care about us and that's how much they care about this team. Anytime there's something on the line, results go away, we can salvage a season or achieve something, you can guarantee on this yeah. team not turning up. And then for the last two minutes of the game, to go out all out and they're like, oh, look, but forgive us, we tried. You're bullshit. Too much talking in the press, too much talking on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all this shit, and not enough actions on the pitch. Ban them from talking. Ban them from all press duties until we see results on the pitch. What is he? I'm lost there. Because I'm just kind of just before you, you comment on this, we've had Daniel Levy's anus. We've had shitting on the crest. Are we starting to see a sort of scat slash anus trend here with Spurs fans? And don't, whatever you do as well, don't talk about it. That was the other thing. He wants to ban them from talking. Like monks at the training ground. It's Fight Club with scat. Meanwhile, I've got a a picture from Eric Dyer's Instagram of one of the spots he found through Spotless. It's a huge dish with, I think there's eight fried eggs in a ring of crisps, as far as I can tell. (laughs) So that's one of the the things you can discover. I mean, you you want to ban him from talking, but also you want to know where to go to get the egg and crisps thing, don't you? So it's it's a conflict. Onto the cheese room. Uh, Spurs podcast. Rachel pointed us in the direction of this one via the feedback form. Thank you, Rachel. This is a more sane approach to things generally, but I think it's it's equally indicative of the state of mind of Spurs fans that they're is essentially it, it, is it Spursy? It's it's quite Spursy, but it's a bit a little bit Leedsy actually because they're bemoaning Bale's contribution at the start of this and pondering whether or not they sign him and stuff, and they essentially conclude that they should get Eddie in and play the kids. If we want to see the you know the the 2015 Bale. Well, that that's not going to happen. That there, there will be a time and place for for someone like Bale. Yeah. I, it's just whether yeah. you whether you think you can use the money um, in in a better way. Maybe Jack Clark could get those starts. Who knows? But uh, I think the the shortfall could be made up by like better coaching of players like Jack Clark. And thought about this long and hard. If we're going to get someone young and upcoming and knows the league, I'd go with Potter. Eddie Howe got Bournemouth relegated. Um, mm-hmm. Scott Parker, it's too soon. And again, if his objective was to keep them up, he hasn't, he won't achieve that. So Potter plays a decent brand of football, a solid defence. I really like how they're in that cycle of looking for answers and they don't know what any of them are that they need. Because we, again, comparing them to us, we're quite happy at the minute and it feels like we've got a winning formula that's, that's doing well for us. One week you're in the Super League, the next week you're looking at Potter, Eddie Howe, and Scotty Parker to save you by playing Jack Clark on the wing. And with the best one in the world, and Jack Clark is obviously a talented lad, I'm not sure he's necessarily the answer for Spurs right now. Drop bail, pick Clark. If they want something from Brighton, they need Brighton's defenders. Never mind Graham Potter. Get the giant men from the South Coast, stick them instead of Eric Dyer, and then he can go and um, find those eggs and crisps. We all had a good chuckle at Sheffield Wednesday going down over the weekend. Shame Derby didn't join them, or haven't joined them yet. Let's hope that gets resolved in a way that entertains us. 
one thing we did find that was entertaining for Sheffield Wednesday, because there were lots of them to laugh at. I don't know if you went on Owl's Talk, their forum. That was brilliant. That was a really, really good tonic over the weekend. Well, I wanted to capture a bit of that in podcast or YouTube form, but I couldn't because they, they didn't seem to exist yet. Some of the Wednesday podcasts that, that seem semi-regular hadn't come out yet when I was trying to find these. So I came across a, a lad on YouTube called Ben Harris, who he's quite young. I think he's, I guess he's probably about 15, 16 now, but to say how young he is, it shows him in his bedroom and he's got Sheffield Wednesday wallpaper and bedspread. So he's of that age anyway. And when you went I'm back... So have you, Michael, and you're in your 30s. <laughs> and when you went back a few years, there was a clip of him at Leeds Away doing a little vlog and he looks like a proper child on that. He's very fresh-faced and... So I was kind of hoping he'd have said some mean stuff about us and we could have a little giggle, but instead I just found sadness and I, I felt like I wanted to give him a bit of a cuddle at the end of it. Before I press play on this, has he got to that point yet at 15, 16 where all his hope is gone? It, it, you can see it disappearing in this clip and I'd probably urge you to go and look up the YouTube of this because the audio is only half of it. This is a, a very heartbroken young man. We're still playing. We're still playing. It's not over yet. Where's he, Richards? Oh, it's going to go now. Isn't it? Come on. Uh, we're down. Rooney managed to keep them up by the skin of their teeth. A sloppy penalty lost us that game. I mean, we, we drew. We literally drew. We literally drew. Derby have stayed up. Wednesday, Rotherham and Wickham all go down. I, I'm still in disbelief. I'm, my heart's still going. I still haven't really accepted it, to be honest. I do like the uh, use of the word literally there. They literally drew. <laughs> they did literally draw. He did get that. Rather right. than metaphorically, for example. I, I know what he meant. It, you do come away from that thinking you've lost, don't you? I mean, it's like when we beat Liverpool at the start of the season. Yeah. Which we did. Which we did. Which we did. It was a, a five. Was it? But did we say it was 5 4 or? Did some of those goals I, get chalked I off? I can't. I, I can't quite remember. Yeah, what. there were so many goals. We all, we, we all we lost count. We didn't need to come up with scores, did we? We just know how it felt, and that was a victory. But more amusingly, in Sheffield, Hecky, you remember last week he said it went wrong from the whistle. Have they improved at all? Well, this week Palace scored after ninety <laughs> seconds, um, <laughs> and so this is what he had to say about that. Paul, how do you reflect on the defeat today? Yeah, tough one. The first goal was the one that sort of changed the game, dictated the game to concede so early in the position that we're in in the league and against a team that's so good on the counter, just changed the whole dynamic of the game. It meant the game was set up in their favour and uh, it was tough for us to really wrestle the initiative back. <laughs> tough to wrestle the initiative back after 90 seconds. It's, it's getting close to, do you, you know that meme of, uh, of is it Chemical Alley? who was the, the Iraqi information minister, you know, he's in front of the microphone, trying to damp down the uh, uh, damp down the chat room in front of him. It's getting to those sort of levels now with Hecky, I think. You think the player's doing it on purpose? He says, no, I want you to keep it tight, lads. Go out there. No no silly errors. If we concede, we've got a big problem in this game. So get to, get to half time, nil-nil. Just we, let them score, lads. Oh, we, we cannot have this guy next year. <laughs> he's on what the shortlist. What am I supposed to do? They've scored, they've scored after 90 seconds. It's game over. <laughs> On the plus side for them, though, because sometimes when you're getting relegated and you've got a few injury problems and stuff, at least you get to see some youngsters well, come into the team. Put Eddie in charge and play the kids. It's the refrain, isn't it? When everything's gone wrong, you seek solace in youth. You put Hecky in charge and you play Daniel Jebison, who came on. Um, and what do you think? What do you think Paul likes about him? Is it his qualities, perhaps, with the ball? And you brought on uh, Jebison in the second half. Tell us a little bit about him and, and what he what he brought. Do you feel to the game? 
you know, you can see he's got good energy, great work rate. He'll, he'll perform his role without the ball, but he's also a willing runner and he'll look to stretch the opposition's defence um, and be in the box when crosses come in the box. He got his head on the end of one. Um, it was just slightly too high for him. So in that respect, he brings a, an attacking threat, but also a presence when you've not got the ball as well. So, yeah, he deserved his chance. Um, like I say, he's only 17, so he's a million miles away from being the finished player. But he's someone who's worked extremely hard this season and we've been pleased with him. He's only got two modes as heck, hasn't he? And well, you know what they are. He never got to whip ball. Well, he said about he, he can do some attacking stuff. Oh, yeah, it was mainly just it, about running. I mean, the, the one cross that he got his head on the end of was just too high for him. So I don't, did he touch the ball? We'll have to check the, a, the stats. He did actually say he's, he's far from the finished article, didn't he? So I guess he's got the without ball Yeah, at the moment. He's working on the whip ball. Becky did this at Leeds, didn't he? He just kept throwing. And Ryan Edmondson got his debut at, at 16. He's just like, well, I haven't got any better ideas. You don't need any great to, to play the kids in. It was, um, I mean, Paddy O'Connor, who is now the Lord of Bradford, winning every award they've got going, was uh, we were building a team around him at one point, weren't we? It's just, oh, poor. I just really, really hope they give him the job next year. I'm going to miss him when he's gone. So, yeah, we just need to hope that. Do we hope he wins some games, though? Because that's the thing for him to have any chance of getting it he probably needs to win a couple of games to, fit, to just cap off the season doesn't he well this season yeah which I know is not going to happen do you know what <laughs> I don't care I, but I quite enjoy listening to him because he's so he's so reliable in his post-match stuff that I'm, I kind of will miss him if he's not doing it I would quite like them to put him in charge you're right actually yeah so you come are. on Hecky get a couple of wins does he need them I mean he's been awful so far and they've put him on the shortlist anyway so maybe the uh, the perfect scenario is that they lose all the rest of their games and he gets given the job full-time next year. To close out this episode of Propaganda, then let's return to Richard Keyes and Andy Gray on the uh, snappily named Keyes and Gray podcast. Uh, do you remember we played, I think it was it last week or week before, um, they were criticising Marco Bielsa for not speaking English in his post-match interviews. Well, they're back this week with talk from Andy Gray, who doesn't seem to understand the social media blackout. You may have seen this clip or heard it, it's vexing him a little, and you'll understand why. Can you clear it up for me yet? Because you know I'm not yes. with social media. So that means that from, from 5 p.m. on Friday in Qatar, Qatar yeah. can I still text my family? Yes, that's Can I WhatsApp my family? Yes, 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 yes. So, social media is this, is us, so is Twitter, on is Instagram. Instagram. So I would come off Instagram until yeah, Monday. Just leave that. Leave it alone. Absolutely. Can I use an oven? <laughs> I've got a wind up radio. Is that okay? <laughs> and what I like to think there is actually it's his kids who've told him you can't contact his dad all this weekend. <laughs> It'll be like when we were younger. <laughs> you can only see us at certain times in a contact centre. There's been some news from Tottenham. There's a there's a ban on talking, Andy. So gotta respect that. Quiet weekend for you, Andy. Uh, well, that wraps up this episode of Propaganda. Look out for the uh, the main weekly show in your feed on the way in a bit. And we'll be back with more Propaganda when we face Burnley at the weekend. Oh, there's that very, um, there's that angry dingle, isn't there? Don't call him that. Oh, he's, shit. He's an outstanding gentleman. I've already done it now. Oh, we'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Podcast. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.